Television Network, which is broadcast on YouTube, Facebook, Instagram TV, Apple TV, Amazon Fire, and Roku. Thank you again for being here. If you have the opportunity, please like, subscribe, and share with friends. This is an interactive broadcast, so your comments, your opinions, your questions, your feedback, your criticism, <laughs> any, whatever it is, you are welcome to do it here. Also, make yourself at home. If you have the opportunity, um, please, please network, make friends. You're welcome to plug your nonprofits, your business, because again, this is a community and we are just blessed to have you here. Welcome to Gratitude Unfiltered. What's up, everybody? Man, happy Friday. We are live on the E360 Network, broadcast all over the world on YouTube, Facebook Live, Amazon Fire. You actually heard the intro. We don't need to do this again. <laughs> That's why I made the intro. And I got to change it. I got to tweak it. And uh, those of you, some of you noticed a new logo, and I'm still playing with it. I, the thing is, is like I like I love uh, one of my favorite things to do on the show is actually create graphics and play around and take different images and play around. And uh, I'm not settled in this logo, but that's the concept. So if you're watching right now and you know somebody that uh, likes to draw, hook a brother up. We're going to finalize this logo because I'm tired of having my face everywhere because, again, this is Gratitude Unfiltered. This is not about me, but I am your host, Joshua T. Berglund. And I am blessed to have you guys here. I'm really excited about our guest tonight because I've just glanced at her profile, or not a profile, but her bio, and and I I didn't really know any of that other stuff that I saw that we're all going to learn together tonight. But I've talked to her several times, and she's an amazing human being. And I think you guys are going to fall in love with her. Uh, first things first, can't afford lashes, smile in them. Well, actually, if you use the promo code WELCOME10, you can save 10%. Um, so, I mean, they're pretty affordable. What's up, Jessica? Good to see you. Mr. Hart, always welcome to see you. That's creepy seeing you behind yourself. I know. I was playing around. <laughs> Look, so I'm self-taught when it comes to everything broadcasting. Like, I don't have a clue. Again, the show started on, you know, Facebook Live on a phone and, you know, we've tried to make some progressions over the time, and we've had people like Stephen uh, Gordon, you know, create graphics for us in the beginning when it was morning gratitude with the mayor. And of course, we've changed it now to gratitude unfiltered. Um, you know, but as I learn new things, I like to try different things, and I'm not afraid to mess up. But right now, I'm I'm self-producing, so right now I've just got to do what I can do, and you know, try to make it not boring and fun, and have it look good because I want it to be professional. Because, you know, I'm a professional broadcaster. <laughs> Whatever. I got to be honest with you. Tonight, I'm kind of, uh, I know I'm smiling right now, but I'm also very, very irritated. Uh, <laughs> so I'm hoping that I can laugh my way through this today. Because to be honest with you, I want to take my head and throw it through a computer. But that's another story. 
So with that said, um, I'm really, really excited. What is this? It's awesome. You're just messing with me. Ah, thank you. I appreciate Mary, and I cannot wait to have you on the show, by the way. I love what you're doing in the world. It's absolutely exciting. But uh, before I get too far and just babbling, uh, again, I'm super excited to introduce our guest tonight because like you, I'm excited to learn about her. So ladies and gentlemen, please welcome Stephanie Nielsen to Gratitude Unfiltered. What's up, Stephanie? Hey, Joshua, how you doing? I'm good. Oh, I like it. Well, other than wanting to like take the computer and to it, but other than that, I'm good. Good, good, good. I'm so glad to be here. I really appreciate you having me on your show. Really excited about where this conversation is going to take us tonight. Well, good, because I have no clue. So uh, this is going to be fun. So let's start with first things first. Yes. What are you grateful for tonight? Well, I mean, Joshua, there are so many things that I'm grateful for, but based on how you intro the show, I think a more important question right now is what are you grateful for? No, 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 no. I'm the host. I have the question here. You answer the question. That's a pop out. I'll tell you what I'm grateful for after you. This okay, is like, hold on a second. This is like answering a question with a question. I don't like that very much. So well, I you, know. But I always find that looking at gratitude helps to change my headspace, right? So I'm, I'm grateful. Out there a little bit. I'm grateful for tape because Perfect. Jessica's seen my computer, and I I've been traveling with my big computer because I don't have a laptop yet, and uh, because my MacBook finally died after eight years, so now I have I have a shattered computer screen, and oh, no. I, I've I've taped it today, so now. It, it looks a little bit better. See, now don't you feel better finding something to be grateful for? <laughs> I am. And I'm also grateful. There's another one. I'm also grateful that on um, Saturday night, I'm filming at Word of God Church uh, in front of a live audience again. I'm excited about that. I'm interviewing Tyler Coleman. Uh, she's going to share her testimony. We're going to do it a different way. We, we interviewed a couple years ago, but now we're going to it's going to give it its proper due. But I'm, what I'm really, really grateful for is the Element Hotel in Bloomington, Minnesota, that is now a sponsor of Gratitude Unfiltered. And we're going to be filming for the next month. Yeah, that's right. A month at the Element Hotel. And uh, I'm so excited. So I'm taking off and going back to Minnesota and uh, couldn't be more happy. Well, so that's what I'm grateful for. there to celebrate. Absolutely. Yeah. Okay, so your to turn. To answer your question, I would have to say that one of the first things I always say when people ask me, you know, what are you grateful for? And I say it is my 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 gift to always see the positive in a situation. And I've been like that ever since I was a little girl. Now that has not stopped me from going into situations that have been positive, but I have been blessed to be able to take the positive from them. So um, but beyond that, you know, I, I, I just think that we're surrounded with blessings every single day. It's all on what you focus on and on what kind of perspective you put on to what's happening around you. And uh, one of my other gifts is that I'm able to see the big picture and go in that forward direction and then break it down into pieces so that I can achieve the goals that I set out for myself. Yeah, I like that. Um, I want to go back to something. You, and it is May. Sharon, welcome to the show. Good to see you. Um, and it is May. Oh my gosh, May first. I love May. Keeping track of anything. Um, I do have a question. You were talking about being able to see the positive and everything. 
Yes. And I, I think I have that too. For a long time, I used to believe it was a curse because I never hang on. I mean, even in my life when I was trying to basically die um, with my behavior, I, I would wreck. I, I, I could walk out of jail and be like, yeah, it'll be fine. <laughs> yeah. I, yeah. I don't have, I can get mad for like maybe a minute or two and like, ah, and then I let it go. And then I've just yeah. kind of move on. Because my options are, do you want to die? Or okay, you might as well find a way out of it. It used to be find a way out of it. Now it's let's find a let's find a solution to this. Let's find a way to use this for good. I've right. kind of shifted that over the years. Yes. And I've always been the same way. I've been able to let things go. So, you know, I, I've written a few books and one of the chapters in one of the books that I've written, my Zen Matters, it talks about forgiveness. And I even confess in there, that's never really been an issue for me because I just easily let things go because I so quickly move into the positive. But, you know, one of the things that I've noticed in the last few years that I think really has been able to give me so much power in my life is by having that positive attitude, looking for you know, the good things and having the gratitude in life and coupling that with my faith. And when you're able to be positive, find the good things, you know, see the big picture, know what direction you want to go in and then just trust that God's got you. Oh my God, your life starts to expand in, in crazy, ridiculous ways. I love that. When did, so you mentioned your faith, you know, out of the blue, you invite me to be on your show. Yeah. Well, there's another reason I actually, how that happened, but <laughs> we won't talk about that on air yet. Um, so you, t- you mentioned your faith now before. So when you say your faith, I would imagine it's faith in Jesus. Yes. Yes. Okay. All right. Very good. So before you found Jesus, were you somebody that was always optimistic or were you able to see the positive in everything? Absolutely. Absolutely. And I have a very interesting i think interesting story to my relationship with jesus and god today i would love to um but ever since i was a young girl i have always felt that i walked with jesus even before i understood what that meant how do you figure like explain that because I didn't feel that way, especially when I was doing some of the things that I was doing. I, I I would hate to think that Jesus was there with me. I mean, I know he was, but you know what I mean? Like, I didn't feel it then. Okay. So, well, it's funny that you say that because, so when I was a little girl, I just, again, from, from the word go, I was optimistic. I was curious. I loved, I believed in the principles that Jesus taught, you know, love, yeah. understanding, acceptance, forgiveness. They were just part of who I was. I always felt protected. I did not grow up in a home that had any kind of formal religious undertones to it. Um, As a matter of fact, my grandparents on my mother's side were Baptists. Uh, My mother, my grandmother on my father's side was evangelical or or, um, um, Anglican, something like that. Wait, Um, what was that word? Anglican. What is that? It's actually a derivative. I found out later in life. It's a derivative of the Catholic Church. It's a sect underneath of the Catholic Church. Um, so it's not quite as traditional as the Catholics. So it's a little, it's a milder version, I, version, I think, of the Catholic Church. But huh. And then my mom was a spiritualist and she was very new age. And my father did not discuss religion. 
So I grew up in a house that the only, oh, and my best friend was Catholic. So the only times that I went to church is when my grandmother was coming to visit and she would take me or I would go to church with my best friend. Right. Outside of that, I mean, it was just an open basket of whatever you wanted it to be, which in some ways was a real blessing because I was able to forge my own path and come to oh. my own understanding, right? So as a teenager, I was introduced to uh, a friend of mine that I met through modeling and she was going to the 4-H club. I don't know if you've ever heard of that or not, but it's a, um, a biblically based um, teenage association, if you will. And I really enjoyed that. And I would go with, with Josie and, uh, but I never really got involved in the church, but it made sense to me because I always had this connection with Jesus even though I didn't know it, if that makes sense. Mm -hmm. And, uh, and then of course, you know, I didn't want to be perfect. I wanted to do things that, you know, God and Jesus wouldn't really, or I thought that they would be, you know, keen on. So I kind of pulled back through my late teens, early adult. And, and then once I got married, actually, before I got married, I reconnected with the church. I had gone to this, um, a workshop through my work they had sent me to this, this three-day workshop. And on the Saturday night when they were winding up, they said, you know, tomorrow we are gonna have a church service, even though our workshop is not biblically based, we are all Christians and you're invited to attend. And I thought, oh, sure, I'd love to go, right? So I went, loved the pastor. Oh my gosh, I love the sermon. He did the prodigal son, sermon was amazing. He was great energy. And it just really made me start thinking about where do I want to be with God and with church and with, you know, religion and all that kind of stuff. So I ended up moving into the community, not even intentionally, but I ended up moving into the community that he was the pastor in. So I ended up going to his church. Um, I, sorry, I've got a dog. You can but. you can share, you might as well show everyone the dog. Oh, you don't want to see the dog. He's busy. He's got his baby. <laughs> I've been denied twice by you tonight. I'm the host. Who's your dog? Never mind. Go ahead. Okay. So, anyways, if he behaves himself at some point, I'll, I'll show you the dog. Um. So I um. So I, I I went to this church and I brought my ex-husband to this church and this was the pastor that married us and the church that I chose to get baptized in and you know, and then when I got divorced. And my divorce was not my choice. My husband did something both uh, legally and morally wrong. So I was betrayed as a wife and a woman. And uh, I went to my pastor and I said, I need help, I'm struggling. And he sided with my husband. And that really destroyed me because my husband wasn't even a true Christian. I hate saying that, but you know what I mean, right? I, it was, he was there on my urging and um, turned out we found out years later that that pastor was having an affair on his wife. So I guess that kind of was that, but what happened for me is that I was so hurt and I was so disappointed. I turned my back on God mm. and it took me a long time to realize that no, it wasn't God. It wasn't Jesus. It was man. And there is a big difference between man and the Holy spirit. Absolutely. Yeah. And so I started back in my search and, you know, I started looking into more spiritual type stuff. I did more readings from, you know, Wayne Dyer and 
Osho and, and different formats that were more open and talked more about the universe and, and such. And the interesting thing is, is that while I was going through this journey, it actually started to bring me back to God, back to Jesus, back to traditional. And even though my book, um, Zen Matters, is, is written in a very non-secular way, it, it really in my heart is still about my commitment to God and to Jesus. But I wanted to write it so that other people on their journeys might be able to bring brought back to the tradition and the, the true belief, if that makes sense. Yeah, absolutely. Right? And so I think that the biggest aha moment for me was, is when I started to compare the teachings and the positive concepts of thought and belief that other spiritual um, so-called masters were teaching and other, you know, um, business minded um, um, people like Rob, Bob Proctor and Zig Ziglar, everything that they're saying is written in the Bible. Absolutely. The Bible is the original motivational book. It's OG. I talk yes. about that all the time. Pe those motivational quotes that people post with the memes. Yes. They're all rooted from the Bible. Like they've all yes. spawned out of that. I have a whole list that I have in my phone. I take notes on everything. And I've gone through all of these quotes and I've gone and found the biblical verse that it could have been taken from. Yeah. So at the end of the day, everything just brought me back to Jesus. And that's where I sit now. That's where I stay. That's it's interesting because there's a couple parallels that I find fascinating with you. Now, mind you, I have a much darker past than you do, but the the path to kind of get there and to understand um, and then how you just basically fully committed and sold out for Jesus, it's it's a very, very similar. And you mentioned spirituality earlier. And for me, it was discovering the spirituality of Jesus that made things click and i and, right. and believe it or not i like i'm a big I, I i try to stay away from it as much as possible but even with conspiracy stuff and the conspiracy the roman catholic church and that conspiracy like i when i got down in the deep hole looking and i was wanting answers and needed to understand i needed a true of truth and like i i do have a, a, a need to understand things sometimes but it was the spiritual nature of Jesus that made things really, really click for me. And that goes back to principles, because when you follow right. when you follow the principles, which work for everybody, the principles, yes. you don't you, you don't you never even have to say Jesus's name and the principles work. It's just Absolutely. it's how you do life. That's what Jesus yes. came here to teach us. That is very spiritual in nature. You want to you talk about high vibrating and, you know, all yes. of that stuff. Well, that's what I mean by spirituality of Jesus. And you want to vibrate high, follow the principles. It changes your life. 100%. 100%. Yeah. And when people say to me, oh, well, the Bible isn't relevant today, I always say, hm, read Proverbs. Proverbs is amazing. I mean, you don't even have to go further than Proverbs. Just read Proverbs. There's so much wisdom in Proverbs. Absolutely. That's a great guidebook. Yeah. Um, yeah. I'm very big on, I love the Gospels. That's kind of what I listen to most of the time. And um but yeah proverbs is great i and that and it's just a great way to live your life and as far as the bible is concerned i heard something said by a pastor the other day and i'm not saying his name just because i don't want people sending them hate mail but 
the 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 Bible evolves also, mm-hmm. and there's there's new revelation all the time that comes out of the Bible. And so I ask the question, or the Holy Spirit provides new revelation all the time yeah. to expand on the Bible. And I said, is that kind of like a new New Testament? And he said, yes, exactly. And I. And I like that. Now, what does that mean exactly? I don't know. But that's one of the things when you hear that and you go, yeah, that feels right. But I don't know it for sure. This is one of those beautiful things about having a personal relationship with Jesus. And, the, and then, of course, the Holy Spirit that really, really will open up, you know, your eyes, your heart. And then you start to hear and understand things in a different way that are really, really beautiful. Because you know what, Joshua, I got yeah. something to speak to you on that. Please. Absolutely. 100%. So, and I might get hate mail, but I'm okay with that. Do it. So one of the things that I have really been noticing during the shutdown is how divided we are. We are oh. divided politically. We are divided medically. We are divided spiritually. We are just such a divided race. And we have been set up to be divided. I don't think people are really understanding that, but we are set up to be divided, right? So like you say, when you have a personal relationship with Jesus, you get messages straight from the source, right? So the other day I was out with the dog. I I take the dog out for runs every day that I I can. And um, I was talking with my mom on the way back. And I said, you know, think about this for a second, mom. I said, what if the stories in the Bible were not actual stories of true events they were analogies of situations for us to consider because when you look at them from a true uh, event status people will say well that didn't happen that's not true how could that be but when you look at it which creates division by the way but when you can look at it from a position of hey that's a great analogy that i can apply to this situation all of a sudden the division is gone because everybody can get on board with the fact that it's a great analogy. Mm -hmm. It's a great message. We get divided because we look at it as actual fact that this story actually happened. Anyways, I'm not saying I'm right. I'm saying this was an idea that came to me and I thought, I think there might be some merit to that. Well, and again, I, I, I don't, I don't know. I mean, there's, there's things I question all the time. I know that man got his grubby little hands on the Bible as well. And you know, there was things taken out that belong there. If you read the book of Enoch, there's, there's how that is, was taken out of the Bible that to me, Enoch is very relevant right now. The gospel of Thomas and people that say it's not Holy Spirit inspired, it's Jesus's words. How, how is that not Holy Spirit inspired? If it's Jesus's words, how is it not Holy Spirit uh, uh, yes. inspired? It doesn't make sense right. to me. And then, of course, when people talk about um, asking, you shall receive. Well, there's two sentences that were removed from the Bible that are really, really important about that about that verse. And so, I, I agree with you. And it's since the beginning of time, since sin entered this earth, we have been set up to be divided. Absolutely. Absolutely. 100%. And I think that if we can overcome this division, our world would look totally different. And one of the things that I say all the time to that point, and I say it professionally, I say it personally, I I try to bring it into my life in in every area is seek first to understand Mm. and then to be understood. Yeah. 
and that and that is also another way of saying like it lead with love too yes because if you're leading with love you're going to have the patience to understand yes. and i love what mary says here to your point not arguing with you but she said or it did happen and history repeats itself and we need to learn from it well that's true too absolutely <laughs> i mean that's true i can't argue really with that. whether both <laughs> yeah that's a true statement to me as well in oh okay, insurance yeah. has compassion i love that one as well you want to know something that's super interesting or i think it's interesting anyway is for the last oh my gosh maybe six months or so i have just really been having this feeling that we are entering into and this was before the pandemic and once the shutdown happened i mean i think everything's gotten even crazier but i was really feeling that we were really starting to experience times like sodom and gomorrah again that we had we, we were back there that society has just gotten so insane that that we're sitting on the edge of, of that again. Yeah, I mean, and I, and I believe that this, I hate calling it an epidemic. I, I really do, because I mean, I have, I have some, I have my own feelings about what's happening. But to, to your point, I believe, speaking of Sodom and Gomorrah, I believe this is God shaking to go, hey, wake up, you know? wake up like you got to come back to me because we've gotten so far away from what we originally created to be that we've lost we were lost absolutely absolutely and you know i mean so i'm single so dating is something that is just bizarre and i've actually written a book about dating too because it's just a nightmare out there but this is what i really believe is that people are looking to meet somebody because they're broken. So they're trying to fill that hole. That doesn't work. Oof. And the only way that that hole can be filled, as you and I both know, is by having your relationship with God. And if you can get that right, then everything else will get right. Mm -hmm. uh, Mary, another good point. There's so much going on around us that we citizens have nothing to do with. The evil around us is horrifying. If you don't fill the hole with Jesus, that's right. And I, I want to, again, again, getting back, we're, we've gotten so far away from our original, the, 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 the reason why we were created and what you're saying, it, <clears throat> it has gotten to this point where we don't even know which way to look. And we've gotten it so confused because we're looking to all of these outside sources for a relief. And whether it's dating, whether it's biz, uh, uh, a job is going to save us, whatever it may be, like it's not, we're still forgetting the most important thing. Seek God first. First, yes. In relationship, so and, so many people, and, and so many people, back to the dating point that you brought up, there are so many people that you're right, that are looking to fill those holes. And, and it's never, you're going to keep bringing the same bad crap into the next relationship and the next relationship and the next relationship Absolutely. until we get right with Jesus and start to heal yeah. ourselves. Yeah, 100%, 100%. So when you say, you know, people don't know where to look anymore, well, we do know where to look. We need to look here and here, right? We have the most obvious place. <laughs> yeah, exactly. But, but, right? but people don't know that. And, yes. and I think the... I really believe the the only true way 
to be able to to get back to that is just to basically say is it's through surrender and absolutely 100 because that look inside is probably the most painful thing i think we ever do or whether we ever do in life and we experience hardships and there's traumas but that day that we decide to face ourselves for the first time and get real and get honest and have to take that inventory of wow <laughs> like yeah. there's some stuff here that i need i get to heal but we're not patient enough that as a society to 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 be patient to be alone to to spend that time just you and god to work on yourself to get well and you know what whether it's because of all the extra outside stimulus i mean i know i i'm just going to speak very very plainly here um before I knew I needed to spend a lot of time alone and spend, I mean, I was a good a year without dating or anything. It, um, oh my gosh, and my brain just farted. Oh no. I hate that when that happens. Oh no. Oh, anyway, it doesn't. You were saying that what, what, what happened before you knew that you needed to spend that time alone? Oh, thank you. I, yeah. I basically, when I would get horny, I would go, oh, I got to go look for something. I mean, I I was constantly, because I was seeking the, the sex stimulus for, first. I mean, it's no Absolutely. coincidence that drugs yeah. and sex were my vice, but I mean, constantly seeking that out. That's why I was never alone. It was, a, I really think it was hormones. Now, well, you I know, it's never funny. be alone because I needed to scratch that itch, so to speak. Yeah. It's funny because I have to be honest with you. I piss off a lot of men because I am not wanting to settle and I'm okay. I am so okay. And I've got my relationship with God and I feel good with who I am. So I'm not going to let that person that is just looking to scratch that itch into my world. Right. So, but, but healthy. So, but in fairness though, you've done the work to be healthy because exactly. but at the same time, there's millions of women that are basically seeking the same thing that may not, they may not Absolutely. word it the same way I did, but they have yeah. the same void that needs to be filled. And so anyone that smiles at them and maybe flexes with them or something, what I don't know. I don't, I don't flex at women. I was just kidding. Um, yeah. but, but they're, you know what I mean? Like they'll fall yes, for I the, yeah. Oh, you have the most beautiful eyes I've ever seen or whatever it is. And that, that gives them some kind of feeling inside. And then it's all of a sudden their walls drop and then you own them. And I, I don't mean that to yes. be disrespectful, no, but that's kind true. of what the mentality is. Yeah. As a matter of fact, when I find that a man is giving me too many compliments on the outside of me, it I get turned off by that. And I and I that to me is a red flag it that should they're be. not able to give me more, right? Um, I did write an article once called Getting the Milk for Free. And <laughs> I was talking about that in my article that you know nowadays especially with online dating and stuff I, I, this this topic of i know we're going in this crazy direction but this is fun right this topic of sex just there's no respect around it anymore right and people are they don't even meet and they're asking for you to send pictures of your body parts right and i i made a kind of a funny article about this and i i said you know um what if we turned around and we said to the guys well Okay, I'll show you that, but show me your bank account, right? Would the guys not be equally as offended? You know, so I wrote all this funny article. And then I said to the women, I said, hey, wait a minute. Before you start jumping on the bad wagon going, yeah, that's right. Remember, men are getting away with this. 
because we're letting them. So if you want them to stop that behavior, you need to stop letting them. Yeah. Oh, and boundaries. If you, if somebody sets a boundary and doesn't keep it again, you've basically just given over yourself. They, and I hate, I'm sorry to use it this way, but that is basically giving a man permission to own you. Once you let him penetrate your boundaries, you're done. You're done. The relationship's done because you'll never get it back. It's kind of like our freedoms. All of our the the world the world governments have figured out how easy it is to to usher us and lock us inside. Everyone but me, because <laughs> I'm still traveling. But this is like they figured this out. Well, you know what? Do you really think they're going to give us our freedoms back when it was so easy to take it? It's the same thing with dating. Because once you give that, once you let somebody break your boundary, you're never getting it back. You're never going to get that respect back. It doesn't work in reverse. I'm sorry. It doesn't. And that's why I believe that if we have our principles correct, right, and we are first committed to God, that's our boundary. That's right. That's the best boundary. It's an, it's, it's an, is it impenetrable, unpenetrable? Impenetrable. Imp- I can't yeah, say it now. <laughs> it's the M I, one. <laughs> I barely, I, I barely speak English, so it's okay. <laughs> but that's true. Yeah. And you know what? And yes. when you do that, and you honor that, you, 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 you carry yourself with a certain confidence that you're not going to let little games get in your way. Yes. I heard Miles Monroe. I was listening to a sermon. Not a. I don't know if he does sermons or what Miles Monroe does, but a lecture, a speech that he gave. And he was talking about when you are living the kingdom life and you are living in purpose and that is your focus, you know your purpose and you have vision. Anything that doesn't align with your vision is not getting in your way. So if that means some some like a, a relationship that doesn't serve you or you're settling, you're going to say no to that when you know this, this is not my... Our visions don't align. Our purposes are different. This is not going to work. You see those things, and you and you're able to say no to them, because yes. if you don't say no, they serve as a giant distraction. And guess what? The devil doesn't need to 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 break your legs. The devil doesn't need to get you drunk. The devil only only needs to distract you from his your purpose, and he's won. All he had to do was offer a damn apple. It's true. Look where that got us, huh? <laughs> but you know, it's interesting. So um, a girlfriend of mine reached out to me today. She did her first video um, and um, she wanted to get feedback. And she said, I didn't do it live. I don't know how you're brave enough to do that. And I said, I don't care. And I said, and I know that sounds very, you know, um, <clears throat> uh, I don't know, short maybe. I mean, I'm one of the most caring and compassionate people out there, but I don't care if people are going to watch my video and say, oh, she didn't do that right. Or, oh, she dropped the mic <laughs> or she did this or whatever. Those are not my people. That's yeah. not my audience. Right. So I, 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 and I've really adapted that to all areas of my life, whether it's my friends, whether it's my, my family, my relationships, my work colleagues, you know, I know that I go out into the world every day with the best intention that I have in my heart, right? Yeah. And if I offend somebody and they're not willing to communicate to me, they're not my people. That's right. Because my people will say to me, oh, that hurt. Did you mean <clears throat> it that way? 
or they'll say, ah, oh, you know, I, I, I think this, or I think that, or, you know, I, I'm kind of babbling here, but yeah, you get my point, right? I do. And if they're not your people, then they're not your people. It's that easy. Yeah. So if you can go out and, and kind of have that attitude. And to me, I feel, you know, as a Christian, you get a lot of flack back. All Christians are this, or they've done that or blah, 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 blah. And one of the things that I feel is that first of all, there's good and bad in every single race, religion, country, town, city, whatever, you know, mm -hmm. I can say I'm from Montreal and people will say, oh, well, there's bad, the mafia is in Montreal. Well, that doesn't make the me mafia in Oklahoma. Right? So yeah. you can't judge a whole because of a few, right? Yeah. No, it just, so, what were you saying? I was just going to say, so this is what I mean by, you know, don't let the people that are the naysayers stop you from living your truth because they're just not your people. People are going to judge you no matter what. They're, they're going to yeah. criticize you no matter what. And, and it doesn't, you know, they cheer you on the way up and then they, <laughs> and then you get there and then they're rooting for your downfall. I mean, it's just, yeah. I don't, I don't understand those mentalities because I believe that we should celebrate people's success. And, and, and if they're not having success, be there to encourage them because yes. Look, every one of us have a purpose. Every one of us have yeah. a reason to be here. And guess what? It's not to be a piece of crap. It's not to be it's not to be a butthead. It's to it's to lead with love. It's to serve humanity. It's to use our gifts to bless other people. 100%. I've said for for years and years and years that my motto is to live in love. I love it. Isn't and that you know, the greatest commandment? I realized that. What's that? Isn't that the greatest commandment? I, I, absolutely. And when I actually started, I mean, I remember very clearly <laughs> when I adopted that lifestyle, if you will, and it was at a really difficult time in my life. I was suffering with panic and anxiety so <clears throat> badly that there were days that I was not able to get out of bed. I had two small children and I was, it took everything of my being to just take care of them because my panic and anxiety was so bad unfortunately i learned out two and a half years after that that it was my birth control pill that was causing this so you know i eliminated that and got back to normal but for those two and a half years it was horrific but it was in that time that i really started to develop my spiritual relationship because i when i was in those moments of anxiety i got to witness myself as a human being and when I was in those moments of peace, I witnessed myself as a spiritual being. Hmm. So this is where I really started to my journey, um, understanding the difference and, and where to live. Right. Um, but the thing that, that that taught me was I that's when I learned to live in love. And when I learned to live in love, all the loneliness and the emptiness that I had feel felt prior to and any disconnect that I felt or rejection was gone. Wow. Because it didn't matter anymore. I just lived in love, right? I love that. So what do you do? Like, what is your, like, what do you, that, I, that's, I don't even know what you do, but I mean, there's so much wisdom here. I've heard you talk about books and publishing articles. Are you, a, are you a freaking genius and I didn't know it? Maybe I should have read your bio. Okay, so here's something that's funny, okay? 
I well, try not to read people's bios. When we talk about <laughs> when we talk about listening to other people instead of being true to what's truth, right? Yeah. I did not even know that I was intelligent until I was in my late thirties because everybody told me that I was just the cute little blonde girl. Uh, I'm colorblind, but I think your hair is red. Well, it's brown. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm brilliant, by the way. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. Okay, so, so you were born back question, then, I guess. So you're that hair. Yeah, you're, are you wearing a wig? No, no, no. It's me. It's real. Oh, okay. Yeah. Um. So to answer your question, by day I'm a business development manager for a uh, global company in the hydro industry, and I'm responsible for selling into North America. The hydro in. Yes, we we. Uh, like hydro is in the weed. No hydro, as in. Um, generation electrical generation our energy the things that make your lights go on i thought you were talking i may i interviewed a cannabis doctor last I was night gonna say, so, that was yeah. your show the other day Josh. yeah sorry <laughs> oh my um, gosh so we the company that i work for we design and manufacture generators and turbines oh wow and yes. you do the business so development for them yes that's kind of interesting it is super interesting Yes. How did you get from that to writing books about dating? Well, the dating came first. So, um, oh. yeah. So, so I think I published my, my book is called Don't Be a Dumbass, The Every Guy's Guide to Getting a Girl. <laughs> really? Really. It's right here if you want to see it. Yeah. Oh, yeah. You got to plug the book. Get it closer to the camera yeah. so people can see it. Uh, does that help? Don't be a dumbass. <laughs> I've been on radio and TV with this thing. Um, so anyways, that came out at a necessity back in 2012, I believe I wrote that. Wow. No, maybe a little earlier, maybe 2000. And anyways, it was, it was quite a while ago. And uh, I was a single mom raising two kids on my own. And again, got tired of dating. It's <laughs> probably why I'm single all the time. But anyways, um, and I thought, you know what? No one's going to teach these guys what to do. So I'm going to teach them. And I wrote the book. <laughs> well, who's going to teach women what to do? Well, because... I, I, you know what? I have been asked many times to write a sequel for women called Don't Be a Dumbat, The Every Girl's Guide to Get the Guy. And I can link the two up, right? Yeah. It's, it's, it is, it's a it different mindset. And another thing, too. I want you to talk about, and 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 maybe, maybe this will go too far, but whatever. Um, I want you to talk about, and I don't know if you are able to do this, but the way that people post online, like let's just go with women yes. and how they post, yes. and I'm not going to go into detail here, but how they post. Do you believe that insecurities can be smelled through a post? Does uh, that absolutely. make sense? Absolutely, and it can for men too. It's not just women. Oh, it can for men too. But right? the uh, the uh, the I'm asking specifically for a reason about women, though. So yes, I do, and I think that um, I think that your profile, whether it's all of your so social <clears throat> media, I mean, you have to be smart about it, mm -hmm. right? I mean, people, your future employers can be looking at that. So how, how do you want people to see you? That's your brand that you're putting out there, 
right? I agree. I really do. I, I think it's super important. Well, right? I, but yes, I, I think that I think that insecurities can be showcased in so many different ways by your social media, by your profiles, by your in person. Mm -hmm. um, you know, people. I mean, let's take dating for example, right? And this is something that I've always struggled with. I, I've tried to to get my head around this and have different conversations around this with different people, and. Um, I have never understood why we give so much more grace to our friends than we do to the person that we want to date. So for example, say you and I were dating and you said to me, okay, I'll call you Friday at five o'clock, right? And you get busy and you text me about eight and you say, oh, sorry, I got super busy. You know, this came up, can we talk tomorrow, right? How many girls are going to be pissed off at you? A lot. Because I would be my best friend that did that to me, I'd be like, Okay, no problem. I'll talk to you tomorrow. Why do we have this difference? I don't know. If somebody tells me they're going to do something, and I, I think this is, um, I'm not saying I have Asperger's, but I have like an Asperger's effect. If yeah. you tell me you're doing something, like my brain locks on to expecting it to happen. And if it doesn't happen, I it bothers me. I'm and I'm working on it. it. Like it's not. It's I agree because I do need to show more grace there. But it is something I'm working on. That 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 problem has been exposed, really over the last few months. Especially, it's something I get to work on. But you tell me you're going to call me at five, and it's eight o'clock. I've already blocked you, <laughs> well, blocked your phone over. I like you're out of my life. I'm like done. Like I'll call a couple right. hospitals, and after that, I'm like, yeah, you know what? Screw you. I don't need you. <laughs> Right, right. It, it, and, and I'm not I mean, saying it's a good thing, by the way. I no. get to work on this. Yes. And I mean, what I'm saying is, is I mean, because I am that person that if I say I'm going to do something, I do it. Right. If I say I'm going to meet you in three weeks at 7 p.m. on a Thursday night, I'm meeting you there unless something comes up because life does happen. Yeah. But I'll let you know. I'll let you know either ahead of time mm. or, you know, with, with some sort of respect around it. Right. Yeah. And, but my point is, and I guess I should have reframed it a bit differently. If somebody is changing plans with you respectfully, you can get upset with them. But if it's your best friend, they don't even really have to do that respectfully. And you're not that upset with them. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. I just feel like we hold different standards for people that we're, we are wanting to be involved with. It's true. I mean, I agree yeah. with that. I, I, and I don't know. Well, it's a kind of like the same thing, you know, we, a perfect strange, like we, we, we drop our guard when we're on people that we know and love. And sometimes, you know, the way that we show up, I mean, we're harder on the people that we're closer to, I believe, than yes. strangers, Yeah, you know, different than but, what you were talking about. But, you know, that's, I don't, I've never along the same many. vein, right? What? Along, it's along the same vein. And, and I agree with you. I don't know why we are ruder or disres more disrespectful to the people that are closest to us those are the ones that maybe we should be the kindest to no yeah maybe i don't know maybe there's a I, no i agree with that but that's it's interesting like i wonder if it's like some form of mask or is it a front like if we're going to be a butthead to the people that we love but not strangers does that make us hypocrites does it make it like or, or are we not being authentic <laughs> with other well, people, should we, if we're, we're a butthead, should we just be a butthead to everybody? Well, well, 
That was a bad I mean, that's a really good question, actually. And I'm thinking about this because, so I believe that we need to be authentic. Mm -hmm. We need to be congruent, mm -hmm. right? And I think we need to be respectful. And when we talk about living in love, we need to extend that to everybody. But I think we need to extend it to ourselves. And we often forget that. And if we can extend it to ourselves first and fill our cup, then we have more to give to others and we often forget about ourselves first oh. this came up for me the other day uh, i was talking to my sister and i found that this was interesting because we got on the phone together and i said you know i'm really disappointed i'm not doing more during this shutdown and i know i'm doing my videos and i know i'm taking the dog for a run i'm knowing doing this and this and this but you know i always said that if i was able to stay at home for a long time at work i would get these things done every single day and i'm not doing that and my sister said, oh, you know, I understand. She goes, one day I'm productive and the next day I'm not productive. And I said, but sis, we're going through such a hard time here and we don't know the stresses that we're putting on each other. Don't be so mean to yourself, be kind. And I thought, oh, that's interesting. I'm so quick to defend my sister who's basically saying the same thing I'm saying. And yet I disappoint myself and beat myself up. Wow. Right? Huh. So I think we need to start looking at loving ourselves first. Well, yeah, you can't love anybody else. I mean, it's kind of like you can't, you cannot be an honest person if you're not honest with yourself. Exactly. You exactly. know, because I mean, that, if you're not being honest with yourself, is there's no way that you can show up in a, an authentic way. There's no way. Right, right. And I think that this lines up <clears throat> with um, the whole thing about what you were saying about you know how we treat others mm -hmm. right so again and i'm a big believer we have to bring everything to ourselves first right and jesus taught that if you want love be love if you want acceptance be acceptance if you want kindness be kindness right because we really do get to be what we choose to be it's yes, our choice absolutely you want to be happy absolutely. choose to be happy yeah That's God, it, I mean, it, make it sound so simple. <laughs> like, it is though. It, this is the thing. Like it sincerely is. Mm. Like once you get it, it is so simple. And it's it comes from awareness. You have to elevate the awareness so that you can recognize it. So, like for example, at the beginning of the pandemic, when everything was happening, and I didn't know what was happening, just like everybody else, right? There were moments that I bought into fear. And in those moments, immediately I got awareness and I went, no. And I turned to God, whether it was a pastor that I like or words in the Bible or whatever. I turned to God, whether it was just a prayer and it would immediately be gone and I'd be right again. Go and I know this is going to be fine because God's always got my back. He does. He really does. Always. We, but I can look over the course of my life and I've gone through, you know, less than pleasant things and he was always there he had my back through all of it he really does so why would he change that now i agree a hundred percent i listen for the sake of time um we need to cut this we need to end this because we're going to lose our live broadcast uh for on the 360 network but um this was fun well on it was so fun we get lazy with people we are close to because we were having a level of comfort that makes us not worry about them leaving. Wow, that's really good, Jess. Uh, it, it all boils down Jess, to but the it justify it. No, it doesn't justify it at all. We need to yeah. extend it to others and others or and ourselves. 
We will fail, plain and simple. That's true. Um, wow, that's good stuff. After this, after this shutdown, I turned to God to help me. After what I had in the last five years of my life, God is blessed. Always be kind and faithful. Yeah, God. Yeah. Anything that will give God, He'll use it. Absolutely, hundred percent. That's right. Wow, there's all kinds of comments coming in now. <laughs> I believe that it's about access. The way that some speak to me is completely different to what I allow for my friends. Yeah, <clears throat> Sharin's heard my wrath a few times. Because <laughs> like, I can be a bit of a diva sometimes. Another thing I'm working on. I get a little moody. But look at your awareness. And it looks like you've got people around you that support you and that will call you out. That's true people. That's your true friends. I you're you're a hundred percent right. I'm so fortunate because I do have and and, and in fairness, um, like with Sharen, like I always she's somebody I go to for feedback. She's one of the few people I trust. Jessica also is somebody that I trust for feedback. Um, I think I would trust you for feedback too, actually. You're somebody that I would do that. So, but I have very, very few. Anyone else, if you give me feedback, I'm I may bite your face if you don't if you don't say, hey, do you mind if I give you feedback? <laughs> but I will seek it from, you know, people like yourself, Sharon, Jessica. Yes. Because I have, I trust, I trust the judgment they have. Yes. Yeah. That matters. But don't beat yourself up for feeling like you would bite somebody's face off if they, if you didn't request <clears throat> the feedback or they, you know, I mean, some people, to me, there's a boundary there. You have to request. Do you mind if I give you feedback? Yes. I mean, that's just. That that right? that's the way diva is an understatement. Wow, Jessica, thanks. That's my manager, folks. I'm gonna really like her. Oh, bite you when I see you. Anyway, um, but no prime example. The reason why it's important to ask if may I give you feedback is because you don't know what they just you don't you don't know where their heads at, and maybe they're stressed out. For instance, if somebody would have given me feedback. Five minutes before I started the show, I would have been, I would have not only bit bit their face, I would have been in a nastier mood than I already was in. Right. Because I wasn't in the headspace to hear feedback yet. And like if you're in a relationship and you need to speak to your your spouse, your husband, it's always good. Hey, can I give you feedback? Or hey, can we can we sit and talk about something? Are you, are you, is this a good time to talk? If anything, that may disarm them to be able to communicate. Yes, absolutely. And you may have mentioned something there that people overlook all the time. Timing. Right? <laughs> I'm getting picked on now. Am I this is not fair? This is my show and I'm getting picked on. You're you're answering questions with questions, not showing me your dog. <laughs> Sharin's picking on me. Jessica's picking on me. <laughs> But I am lovable. See, there you go. Thank you, Jessica. Maybe All this right. is what you get having so many women in your life, huh? I have almost zero male relationships in my life. I think my stepdad and my pastor, um, and and Glenn, who's also from my church. Those. That's about it. <laughs> like I don't, I don't have many men in my life. It's mostly so women. Funny. So yeah. Um. Okay. Well, listen. Okay. This has been awesome. And, Oh, how cute. Not I like it here. All right. Listen, we're getting <laughs> cut off. Um, God bless you. Thank you so much for being here. And I look forward to speaking to you again. We have a Zoom call next week, right? 
Yeah, we do on Monday. I'm looking forward to it. Can't wait. All right. See you. Take care. Ciao, ciao. Thank you so much. All right, you guys, thank you so much for being here. Thank you for everyone who liked, shared, subscribed. You know, again, thank you. Uh, those of you who were able to. Um, yeah, she's she's fantastic. Thank you, Mona. You're an amazing person too. Uh, plug your jewelry business if you'd like to, Mona. All right, you guys, God bless. Thank you. Tomorrow night, 6.30 Central Time. So it's an hour and a half past this start time. Uh, it'll be Word of God Presents Gratitude Unfiltered. We'll be filming live in front of a studio audience again. Uh, studio audience, congregation, same difference. But it's going to be a lot of fun, and I hope you guys join us. You're going to absolutely love Tyler Coleman. She's she's terrific. Todd Hart, God bless you, man. Um, have a great weekend, and I will see you guys soon. Bye.